and knew all about dreams and nightmares and such things. She would talk about them with Meg in a way that Mother never would. Meg also had the sight, so Gran had told her often since she was very small. But how can you know that when I've never shown a sign of it? You will, Gran had told her, laying a finger along the side of her nose. You will some day. Just wait and see. Meg missed Gran very much, even after three years away from her, living in America. They'd been so close. Gran Jenkins would have comforted her and explained what the matter was. Meg sighed. Mother would have to do. After all, she was also a Jenkins. She also had the Celtic blood. She also had the second sight, some, even if she didn't like talking about it. She decided to ask Mother about the nightmare during breakfast. But breakfast was so full of last-minute Christmas shopping plans that Meg never had a moment with Mother alone. And after that, she herself forgot all about it. That night, she and Sue hung their stockings over the mantelpiece even though, as Meg loudly declared, they were way too old for them now, with Sue in the seventh grade and she herself in eighth. But they'd had the stockings since they'd been born. And anyway, as Meg also declared, for all the large mystery boxes under the tree, they still loved the fun and surprise of finding little things. Not at 5.30 in the morning, you won't, Mother warned them, unless you promise to keep it to yourselves. They promised, and with that, she shooed them off to bed, so she could wrap the last of the gifts. It was not until Meg was dropping off to sleep that she remembered her nightmare. Oh, well, maybe tomorrow, she thought, and again, maybe not, for tomorrow was Christmas Day. Meg stood on the roadway under the sullen light. The air was heavy and still. The ridges seemed closer, longer, like great grey worms, silent and secret, ice serpents guarding the sides of the road, penning her in. She began to walk along the road, Slowly, and without thinking at first, then faster. All at once, she became aware of a queer pulling sensation in her head. She was being drawn forward along that road, against her will. She tried to stop, to resist. Danger lay that way. She could feel the cold of it curling out toward her. She struggled, fighting to slow her feet, but still they kept moving, faster, until the very road seemed to roll under her, moving her on into... what? Terrified now, she called out, No! Mother! Sue! A hand gripped her shoulder. Meg? Shh! Guess what? It's snowing! It's snowing! And look! Meg opened her eyes a slit 
to find her bedside light on, and Sue crouched beside her, dangling their bulging stockings in her hands. The hand holding Meg's stocking was pressed against Meg's shoulder. Meg? Sue let Meg's stocking go on top of her. Meg closed her eyes in relief, cuddling her lumpy stocking. Good old Sue for waking her. The nightmare, her second nightmare, was losing its hold. The road, ice serpents, were giving place to familiar things. Yet the sense of danger lingered. Sue shook out her stocking happily onto Meg's comforter. Hey, Meg, look! Sue spread her things around, then held them up one by one. I got saltwater taffy and notepaper and six markers and ribbons and...